Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. I wish we had custom Apple Watch faces. I've made a few blog posts and a whole lot of tweets to this effect recently, and it's part of a larger conversation that's been going on. You know, when when the Series 4 came out, they changed a lot of the complications. The Series 4 has rounded screen corners, and so... Not only did they introduce this new infograph face style that have these like rounded complications in the corner of, of the uh, analog one. So they introduced this new style and then they also went back and updated the old faces to curve their old complications around the dial now too so they don't accidentally put letters of text in the corners where they're masked out. Because if, if they would have kept them straight, this is actually a little detail that I think is worth pointing out here. Um, many of us, myself included, have criticized the way the old watch faces, like the utility face, um, now have curved text around the complications. If they didn't curve the text, they would have had to reduce the width slightly of how much text could fit because the corners are now masked out with those little rounded corners. Faced with the decision of lose a couple of characters worth of text or round the text and fit the same amount, Apple chose to fit the same amount by rounding it. Um, I don't I don't think I would have made that same choice, but there, there was a reason why they had to change something. So they introduced these new complications, and it started a lot of discussion about, well, these are kind of hard to read, or they're kind of ugly in certain contexts. This was featured in many of the early reviews, um, John Gruber, Jason Snell, uh, Zach Hall, 9to5, like, there were, there were a whole bunch of early reviews of the Apple Watch Series 4 that pointed out you know, the watch faces and the complications in this update are kind of kind of weak or have problems or are hard to read or whatever else. And I wrote this big article um, about why the infograph face is so hard to read, especially in regards to reading the time on it, which I know it's maybe a little bit old school to think you should be able to easily read the time on a watch. You're such a radical wanting to read the time on your wristwatch. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's that unreasonable <laughs> of, of, of a request. um and so and this was kind of my critique and criticism of the infograph watch face and kind of apple's analog watch face design in general and my kind of call to arms to encourage them to open this up to third-party developers uh to let us make our own watch faces as our own apps like whatever form that takes we can get to that in a little bit but Apple, you know, opened this door up. This this has been closed for too long now. The watch is like, what, three, four years old now? Like, you're not doing a good enough job making watch faces yourself. And I think it's holding the platform back. Like, Apple Watch is such a, you know, personal device to have everyone in the world wearing these Apple Watches and using like the same two or three good faces is just, it, it ranges from, you know, a waste to creepy. <laughs> so like, it's bad enough, like, there was a great segment on, on Hello Internet this week uh, where Brady Heron discussed why he doesn't really like the Apple Watch, and, and he doesn't wear one, he, he, he uses mechanicals, and, and he was saying, like, it's kind of, it's almost like Black Mirror-ish, kind of creepy, that, like, everyone is starting to wear the exact same watch, and, <laughs> and it's like, it, it, there's, there really has not been a point in history where, like, everyone has worn the exact same thing uh, in a way that that was a positive thing, <laughs> and so... Uh, you know, it's bad enough that we all have the same phone in our pocket, uh, but for like individuality and fashion and like freedom's sake, it's kind of weird if we're all wearing the exact same watch and you look around the room and every single person in the room has the exact same kind of watch on. And, and you know, it's like you think about like how Apple watches are all in sync 
uh, with their with their accurate times. So, like if you if you could look at everyone's watch face in the room, chances are you would see like at least seven or eight of people who are using the exact same watch face as you and you can watch them perfectly in sync sweep that second hands across that exact same watch face as you and it's like on some level that's kind of creepy that's kind of like you know future dystopian ish um so I, I think this is an area where it's bad enough that we all are wearing the same watch now at least give us more individuality and give us the ability to have uh, different faces and apple has shown that they are not really up to the challenge or not willing to take the challenge of giving us a large variety of good watch faces. They give us, they have a large variety of like novelties where, Oh, this might be a fun face. Like the fire and water faces. Like this might be fun for like a day. And then he's like, Oh, well actually I need to be able to tell the time and have like complications and stuff. And it's, this is all, you know, this is not useful to me. So like there's a whole lot of faces that, and they, they add a couple new ones in almost every watch OS release. And most of them are pretty short-lived. Most of them are like kind of surfacey, fun to play with, and they're done. Uh, there's not a lot of follow-through, not a lot, not a lot of depth, and there's only a handful that are really good. And so, third parties, I think, are necessary here because Apple, Apple's never going to satisfy this. Like, it, 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 you, if you look at the arguments, there's lots of arguments not to do it, which we'll get to in a second. But like, the arguments to allow third-party watch faces, the biggest argument is the App Store. You know, the original iPhone had only Apple's apps and yeah, it was fine. It was, you know, it was a good phone for the time, but people's needs advanced, time moved forward, demand moved forward, and the environment shifted, the platform matured, the market matured, and people wanted more. And so imagine if, imagine how boring the iPhone would be and how limited it would be if you could still only run Apple's apps on it. Well, the watch, the watch face is the main app of the watch. And so to not be able to run third-party watch faces is very limiting to it. Yeah, and I think, too, it's this, and this is cutting a bit to the head, a bit ahead in the story, but the thing that I've found, like, so having now played around a little bit with making custom watch faces is it is remarkable how much more I enjoy the watch when I can make the watch face be something that is exactly what I want that isn't the least worst option. It's the best option for me. Like there is something that I think is just tr this tremendous opportunity that Apple is missing out on for that. I think, you know, in the same way that, you know, there's a dozen different weather apps, there's a dozen different whatever apps, like the whole point of the app store is that you can, so there are, there's lots and lots of different ways to solve this, you know, ostensibly a very simple or similar problems. You know, like if the goal is just to tell you the time, you'd think that's a fairly simple problem that like Apple's collection of solutions sh should be sufficient. You know, they're all, they're all the, all the watch faces tell you the time. They all tell you the time in a very consistent way. Um, but that consistency that like has leads to this or almost like the sense of compromise that like it's even since the original Apple watch, it's always driven, driven me crazy that there was no way to show a big digital time on the watch that also showed you the date. It's just, it is not possible. The biggest the time can be is where, you know, almost every watch face, the time is sort of in the top right corner of the, um, of the watch. And the only place that you can make it bigger is if on the extra large face, which the extra large face is great, except you want to put the date on it, then the date becomes extra large and the time becomes small. Like these types <laughs> of things, it, it, it drives me crazy. And like these types of changes are the problem where I have a particular way that I like to read the 
the date and time. And if I went to a watch store, you know, or uh, even if, if I went to Walmart and like looked at their watch selection, like I would look, I would look through all the watches and I would find the one that displayed the time the way that I want to display it. Like that is a core functionality of a watch. And now that I've gone down the road of like building watch faces that are exactly what I want to look like, it's this immediately becomes this like, this is a tremendously missed opportunity. And not, not, I'm not even caring about the potential like, uh, financial opportunities or the app store implications or business stuff like just from it's an it's a missed opportunity i think for apple to endear people to the watch That's in a way it. that like make it feel like it's theirs that they don't when they sit in a room with people with everyone's wearing an apple watch like it's great that you can have a different band but even that like there's only so many of those whereas if you can really customize your watch face the opportunity is that then you look at your wrist and it's yours like it looks like your watch exactly how you want it set up exactly the way that you like um and is probably unique and that uniqueness i think is just something that like i find really fun that like i look at my my wrist right now and you know i'm running one of my custom watch faces and it's like i'm the only person in the world whose watch looks like this and that feels really nice and feels kind of cool. And it's something you can only get in digital because, you know, unless you're like custom making a mechanical or physical watch, in, you know, from a watchmaker, in which case maybe you could have a, a one-off watch, you, you know, you're going to have a watch that's similar to other people. And you kind of hope that it's sort of in the same way of like, you know, if you go dress shopping and you buy a dress and you hope that someone else doesn't show up with the same dress and you just kind of hope that there's enough of them in the world that that doesn't happen. But like with a digital device, you can have an infinite number of watch faces and it can be exactly yours. It can be completely unique. And I like, I think that's awesome and a tremendous missed opportunity to not do. Yeah. You nailed it. I mean, it's so much about like happiness of the person using it. It's about individuality, you know, a a critic, this is a fashion object and, and a critical part of fashion is you generally want to appear somewhat unique. Like you don't want to show up in a room and have, as you mentioned, have like a bunch of other people wearing the exact same outfit as you. Like, ideally, you want to have some kind of individuality there. And even even for people who don't care as much about fashion as that, uh, which admittedly is a lot of our audience probably, uh, I think there's there's some element there of like you you just want something to be yours. You want something to be like a little bit special or a little bit custom or a little bit like you know made for you. And, and th- that's a very powerful feeling. And in, in lots of other markets, and with the watch, we just don't have that. And and as you as you mentioned there at the end, like it seems like a like such a missed opportunity that like this is a computer it's a high resolution bitmapped screen it can display anything like you it doesn't have to there's no technical restriction that says like watch faces have to only be you know they have to only have this aesthetic or only have these elements like no it's a screen it can display anything any style anything that can fit on that screen it can display it and we have such limited options there especially once you kind of care about how good they are you have even fewer limited options because there's very few good good faces uh that it's it really is a missed opportunity for this product that should it should bring us the freedom of the computer like this is a computer computers can do anything you want them to do it should bring you that and instead it brings you like the it brings you almost the same inflexibility as a physical object would like there's very little customization possible here on the watch face and and that is that is kind of sad yeah and it's it's funny because the original introduction of the apple watch had like 
back in the you know with with Watch Kit One and all that, where Apple really didn't seem to really know what the Apple Watch was. They knew they were making something, but they didn't really know how it was going to be used, and it was coming out of the world. And their marketing was kind of clumsy in a lot of ways and kind of unclear. But the one thing that they did get correct in that original thing was that their big their big marketing tagline was it was our most personal device ever, and like it is the most personal like it is the, it is a device that i've had physically attached to me listening to my heart beating for it probably nine other you know it's probably 99.5% 99.9% of my last 4 years like it's <laughs> it is shocking other than when my device other than my apple watch is charging it is on my wrist and like that is a tremendous level of like it is it is my most personal device like it goes with me everywhere like my phone doesn't even go with me everywhere but my watch comes with me everywhere i go like it is always with me and it is by you know like as a result the most personal thing and it's like it's so strange that this most most of most personal device that they make is in some ways the least customizable we are sponsored this week by Linode. With Linode, you have access to a suite of powerful hosting options, with prices starting at just $5 a month. You can be up and running with your own virtual server in the Linode cloud in under a minute. Linode has industry-leading performance. They have native enterprise-grade SSDs, a 40-gigabit network, and Intel Xeon E5 processors. They now have 10 data centers around the world, so you can serve your customers even faster than before. There's an API that allows full access to do things like easily automate tasks, develop custom applications, automatically scale your stuff, etc. And everything is manageable via the command line if you want to do further automation. All Linode's pricing tiers also feature hourly billing with a monthly cap on all plans and add-on services like backups and node balancers this is so great for so many things we've used linode ourselves me and dave here for so many years for so much of our stuff all my stuff is now hosted there i absolutely love it i've been there something like eight years i just love linode they have fantastic pricing available plans start at one gig of ram for just five dollars a month and there's high memory plans as well starting with 16 gigs of ram and everything kind of scales up as you need it listeners of the show can sign up at linode.com slash radar this will support us and get twenty dollars towards any linode plan so that could be four free months on that one gig plan and with a seven day money back guarantee there's nothing to lose so go to linode.com slash radar to learn more sign up and take advantage of that twenty dollar credit or use promo code radar 2018 at checkout thank you so much to linode for supporting this show and really fm so we made all these you know complaints about the series four at first and i made my big post and then stuff started happening so i think what first happened is i saw right before i wrote my post i i, I believe you posted about um considering low contrast complications so you were basically trying to fix the illegibility of of the infograph face when it was loaded up with a bunch of stuff in the middle you were trying to fix that by basically making your own complete set of lower contrast like stock complications for things like battery and weather and stuff like that and that helped a lot um and then i wrote my article about how bad the uh, infograph legibility was for telling the time and then the discussion started growing so Steve Troughton Smith started making stuff and you started making stuff. How how did this happen and, and where did you land? Sure. So originally my it's like I, I'm very I was very unsatisfied with the look of my wrist when I raised it up and look at my series four. I was using the infograph faces because 
they're the only ones that look kind of at home on the device. And so like, I'm going to have to use one of these. I love the old utility face. Like that was always my go-to, but it just looks weird on this one. And like, I don't like it. So whatever the reasons that why they have to, had to do it, it just doesn't look good. So I wasn't going to use that. But my first solution was to say, okay, well, let's just make a bunch of alternative complications that are low contrast, or whatever, what do we want to call them? They're, they're dark, basically, so that the white hands of the watch feel like they sit visually, um, you know, they're much more prominent and visually separated from the data. So if I'm glancing at my wrist, the date, you know, the, the time stands out. And if I look at it closely, the information becomes visible in that sense, you know, so like it's always there all the time, but this is kind of a way to hack the existing current clock kit system to kind of create hierarchy um, on the watch face. And I, I think my, in, my suspicion is for the foreseeable future, for the next several months, maybe until next WDC, this is probably the best we're going to be able to do to increase legibility uh, you know, actually at a system level on the Apple Watch, that you're going to, if you had a bunch of complications that were kind of intentionally under, understated, you'd be able to read it and see the time, but still have your data. But then things got a little fun because, um, and I played around with, you know, over the course of the Apple, Apple Watch, I've played around with making custom watch faces and what that might look like. But the thing that's always kind of been frustrating is there was no way that I knew to hide the time um, from displaying. So the Apple Watch always shows the time in the top right corner. Um, even if you have a full, sc- a full screen Sprite Kit application, it always shows the time in the top right corner. Like, that's just fair enough. It's a watch. It's going to always show the time. Um, but, the, of course, the genius of someone like uh, Steve Trotton-Smith is that he found a way to hack, you know, watch os to do that using some kind of private framework api stuff that i don't understand i just took his code and put it into my app um and you can hide it the funny thing is it's subview diving it's like it's the oldest hack in the book for, but like you know it's it's harder to do that on the watch but yeah it's like diving through subviews in the hierarchy and finding the, the one in there and hiding it yeah and what i mean like the way he was able to like open up the ui application right. that is actually underneath the app <laughs> the watch os application like well beyond me. But anyway, he started doing it. And he took that and he's gone down this amazing road where he started making a a, a, a version of the... It, it, it started off as, as a similar similar to the Hermes face that was released this year with the Series Watch 4. But it still has since like exploded out. And he's just made these super colorful, interesting, ultra-customizable watch faces. Um, and which are really cool. There'll be a link in the show notes if you just want to download this project. Like, it's a really cool, fun project to play with. He's made. He hasn't just made watch faces. He's made tools to generate watch faces. Yeah. <laughs> and they, I think you can get a Swift Playground um, like book for it, and so you can play with it on on your iPad. Like, it's it's exploded in complexity and gone down that road. And, and to be clear, can you explain like why, like how these actually work as apps? Because they they don't they don't work the way other watch faces on the system do. You don't, you don't just get another entry, but like what what are they doing? Yeah. Okay. So th- these are just apps. These are just watchOS basic applications. So they are no special. They're not different. They're not actually watch faces. You don't get a red dot in the top of your app when there's a notification pending or, you know, you can't swipe up to get control center. Like no- you get none of that. It is just an app. These aren't replacements, but what they are, you can run them in- as though they are sort of your watch face though so they can be you can replace the existing watch face the the standard watch face with your app by um and the simple version is to just use there's a setting that you can set for 
watchOS that when it when you're you know when you raise your wrist, should it show you the time or should it show you your most recently used app? Um, if you change that to be your most recently used app, and your most recently app is always a watch face app, then you're, you know, every time you raise your wrist, it'll show you the watch face. Um, you can do that. There's also, you can, I've tried to play around with this and it's a little bit crazy and like kind of hurts your battery life, but you can also, uh, start a workout, um, in your, in your watch face, in which case it'll always show on the watch face, no matter what, because that's how watch, uh, watch apps work. <laughs> that's a good hack. Um, which is not great. I would not recommend, but if you actually want it to be there all the time, that's how you do it. Um, but they're just watch apps and you can, but what's fascinating about it is even though they're not system level, even though they don't do what they do, what they do accomplish and what has been tremendously fun is that it means that you can make your own watch face. And when you look at your watch, it looks like something different. And so I've been spending a tremendous amount of time when I probably should have been working on other things, but this was way more fun and interesting to me and just really compelling um, of, a, of a task is you start to think, well, what can, what would I want my watch to look like? And I've, I've made a kind of a, a fancier kind of uh, analog watch. I made a digital watch. I made a watch that is kind of a different way to visualize weather data. Like it's been really fun to just think of what this could be and then to make these knowing full well that at this point I have no expectation that this would ever turn into a product would never ever turn into something that can exist in the, in the world that Apple would have to a allow this. And then B, I mean, other than whatever they invented, I would have to port any of my ideas over to. Um, but it's kind of like we were talking about a few weeks ago with passion projects. Like this is just a really fun thing to do and a really interesting creative outlet to just come up with these ideas to build them. And it's surprisingly easy to make, you know, I've, it's only been about a week or so and I've made five or six different watch faces that I can, you know, cycle through on my watch and I could, depending on what mood I'm in, I can set that as, you know, my most recent app. Um, and it kind of works and it's kind of fun. And technically, it's really fun to play with a new technology. I've never used SpriteKit before. Um, you know, it's relatively straightforward. Um, but, you know, SpriteKit is how you're able to do kind of more smooth animations and things on the watch, which um, typically otherwise is a tremendously static thing. Um, but that's kind of what's going on here. And I think it's just really interesting to see once, I think once you give a developer community, like what I think what's, what was, what's Steve's genius was it was making it feel like this is something that we can start to play with it was like just giving us permission doing a, a bit doing that initial legwork to make it possible to hide the date in the top corner to kind of give it a framework for like how sprite kit in this context would work and then like we're off to the races like we're going to make tremendous number of things and it's just like it's just blossomed out from here for everyone has different ideas different people are implementing them I and mean, even he's talking about people who aren't developers who aren't like this isn't the, you know they're, they're 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 just someone who just wants a custom face on their watch who's you know they've gone and they've downloaded xcode and installed it and put it on their watch because you know that developer process is relatively straightforward and if everything's in place, like you can do that and you don't have to be a developer to be able to do this. So like, it's, it's just a really fun thing that uh, has kind of sprung up. And I, I really hope that Apple is listening. I mean, obviously if we if we can get this kind of, if we can get this level of quality watch faces with terrible tooling, imagine what we could do with real tools. Yeah. And to be clear also, like you can't submit these to the app store because oh, no. there, there's, a, there's actually a rule against making watch apps that 
mimic watch faces basically you can't yes. it's it's actually prohibited by policy um but so, so anybody who had that idea sorry um but yeah and there's everyone can come up with reasons why maybe apple isn't or shouldn't or won't be doing this and i don't think any of those reasons ultimately overcome the the benefit and the coolness and the joy and the happiness of them doing it like a lot of people say oh there's copyright issues everyone's gonna make you know rolex clones yeah they will but there's the app store for that. There's app review for that. Like there's copyright issues. Like there's a reason why you don't go to the app store and every game has Mario in it. Yeah. Like <laughs> people tried that and, and they quickly realized, Oh, that doesn't work. Apple curates this. There's rules. There's, you know, there's copyright claims and everything. Like they already have a system in place for that at a much bigger marketplace. And it works totally fine most of the time. So copyright is not a concern here at all. There's already infrastructure, total non-issue. There's technical things like how would they do it, and I think you know, basic you know, sprite kit stuff is actually very efficient on on iOS based platforms. Anything based on like you know, vector drawing and core animation is very very efficient, and you know they they already have on WatchOS they already have things like Watchdogs that will kill any app that uses too much CPU time very aggressively, as you know, and like yes. and like like there's, they already have limits everywhere. They already have infrastructure in place to prevent apps from using too much battery power or like getting into a uh, getting into a really stuck state permanently there's already technical measures in place against those they already have everything they need from a like basic technical and policy and enforcement level they already have all that set up it's already in place what they would need would be an api and i think that is that's not a small deal um and and they could you know there there is this you know this thing called clock kit that all complications kind of live in and that kind of gives you some idea of maybe what this api might look like um and by the way complications could be achieved through little xpc windows that we already have everywhere this that's already what they are i think uh where like you basically could provide like a window in your clock face say this region is a complication of this type and then the system could populate that visually with the with the you know contents of that complication uh, and from the user you know perspective or whatever so like that's complications already have an easy way to be done that's already in place policy copyright you know resource limiting these are all already solved problems the only thing they would need to do is change their minds on it and make an api and that's not a small thing that's not like a trivial thing but nothing about the world we live in now is trivial or small like this is all work and the fact is, if they wanted to do it, if they had the will to do it, and they prioritized it, they could do it. There's nothing stopping them. They've done way more impressive things. <laughs> so this is this is a very basic thing that I think would have wide-reaching positive effects, more positive than even things like adding cellular. Like I think it's it's a bigger deal than cellular to have custom watch faces. That's how big of a deal I think it would be for them, and how much of a benefit it would be for them, and it would be way less work. So. I, I really, really hope that we get this. And I think I think the time is right that like, you know, we should we should have had it by now, so maybe we'll have it next year. Like the time is right that we should have this. Yeah, and I think too, there's this fundamental aspect of I've been making Apple Watch apps since it was possible. Like I've made a lot of watch watch OS apps. Like I've I've made and shipped to the store, I don't know, a dozen apps and worked extensively on a handful of those. Like it is something that I've spent a lot of time working on. And I think the thing that I find so fascinating about the platform is it still kind of feels like a platform that other than a very few particular areas is kind of missing an app story that makes a lot of sense. That I think the apps that make sense on on the on you know on the Apple Watch are these very 
either fitness apps, which I think make a lot of you make a ton of sense, um, or they're very simple, like data display apps and things like that. But for the most part, like there's not a killer, it's not like this killer app, like that everyone needs to, you know, like that you're excited to show your friends, um, on the watch. Like it, it doesn't have that same sense of like every, most of the apps are replacements or alternatives to the system built in apps. And it's not something that I feel like is quite as compelling. And I think what is interesting to me is like, and as a result, like the developer interest in the, in this platform, I think is relatively low. Like of all of Apple's platforms, maybe after TVOS, this is probably the least compelling and interesting platform for a lot of developers and a lot of applications, developers and makers are pulling their, you know, have been discontinuing their watchOS apps. Like they're just not a very compelling and interesting thing, but this is an area that I can like, it is sh- it is kind of staggering to think. I think the number of p- developers who would make and develop watch faces for the Apple Watch, I think, would be very substantial. I think it would be an area that would be very inter- people. A lot of people would play it with. They just want to play with. Come up with a tremendous amount of variability and op- and and just it would be a tremendous opportunity and a lot of exciting, interesting time for the platform, which I think would be, is the most compelling reason to do it. It's just to get developers interested in the platform in a way that they aren't currently. And I think on the flip side and the, and like the the big positive is from the user's perspective, if they did that, I think it would endear people to the platform. It would give them the sense of excitement. It would be a bit more fun. You know, it's like, what, what do you want to watch face that looks like this? You know, there's a, there's a watch face for that. Do you want to watch face that looks like this? There's a watch face for that. Like you could go back in some ways to the early days of the iPhone where so much of the, the fun was that there was so many apps and there was such variability. And that is, I think, something that watchOS is missing now, but would tremendously benefit from in the future. Oh, and it isn't even just about looks. Like, these watch faces could be useful. They could be apps in themselves. You could have, like, the Overcast watch face that happens to show the time, but also shows detailed information about Overcast. Like, there, there are so much potential here. You could have a weather face. Like, there's so much deep potential here of fa- things that can go way beyond what complications can do today because they need access to a face and to, you know, different data or different sizes or whatever. It, there's so much potential here for both pleasing designs, nice designs, and also useful applications. I really hope they do it. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.